0: Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy podcast. I'm Declan, the son.
1: And I'm Jane, the mom. This is the podcast where we talk about brutal crimes, bizarre occurrences, and get you drunk with cocktails themed around one of our stories. To lighten things up, we'd like to end our time with a chaser. Please keep in mind some of our stories might be upsetting to young or sensitive ears.
0: We love hearing from our listeners, so feel free to contact us by email or social media. You can find our contact info in the show notes for this episode. If you'd like to support us through Patreon, you can find us there at Brutal, Bizarre, and Boozy Podcast, or use the link in our show notes. Welcome to the Getting
1: Down and Wordy Podcast ad. What do we do on this podcast? Well, it's the first Etta Musical podcast. Can you try that again in real words so that people can understand?
0: Fine. We talk about the intersection of popular music and language. Oh, can we also talk about Eurovision? Okay. Find us on Apple and Spotify. We are a
1: PodMoth Network podcast.
0: Alrighty, Mom, what story do you have for us today?
1: I have the story of David Joey Peterson and his his girlfriend, Holly Grigsby. They... They did some bad things to some people and, yeah, not nice folks.
0: Mm, so, Like a Bonnie and Clyde situation?
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. We should do that story one time. That's an interesting one.
1: Yeah. Okay. What story do you have?
0: Uh, I have the – I'm doing a preface now because I am terrible with pronunciation, but I believe it's the Virginia UFO incident.
1: Oh, Okay. I don't know that story, so I can't even tell you if the pronunciation is good or bad or indifferent.
0: I think it might be my favorite UFO story.
1: Really? Oh, okay. Cool. I look forward to hearing it.
0: And to go with this, it's very important to this story, this drink. Uh, You'll see in a little bit, but it's called Alien Secretion.
1: That is the grossest name. It is <laughs> yeah. awful.
0: Yeah, but it, I found that – I was looking up alien drinks and I saw the name and I know the story, so I was like, oh, that is a perfect drink. <laughs> uh, maybe we, maybe you won't want to finish it after you hear what it how it relates, but
1: – Well, <laughs> let's give it a try. Yeah. They're really weird ingredients, well, so
0: – Yeah, so two ounces of coconut rum, two ounces of melon liqueur, and three ounces of pineapple juice. You can optionally rim with blue sugar, but I didn't do that.
1: I didn't either. I don't have blue sugar. And I wasn't going to make any. <laughs> All, right, All right, let's taste. Oh. Yeah. That is gross. I don't like
0: that drink. That, that is awful. Good.
1: I don't know who came up with that, but they need to have their liquor- license taken away because
0: that's
1: (laughs) an abomination that's so yucky
0: i'm gonna try and choke it down by the end of the episode just because how much i like this story but let's get into it okay so in january 1996 norad or the north american aerospace defense command warned brazilian authority that they have picked up something strange on their radar near virginia brazil by January 20th, news of a UFO crash had circulated around the world. Three sisters, Katya, uh, Ilanya, and Valkyria, aged 21, 16, and 14, were taking a walk when they spotted a small brown bipedal creature with small horn like bumps on its head and large red eyes. Said so the eyes were like three times bigger than a normal person's eyes.
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds terrifying. Terrified.
0: Yeah, terrified by what they saw. The two younger sisters ran off while the older sister was like frozen in fear. She was like, Holy shit, what the fuck is that thing? (laughs) Somehow communicated, which is like I, I hear common in a lot of UFO cases, is that they like telepathically commute. Right. But it communicated to Katya that it was weak and scared.
1: Oh it was like in a little
0: like curled up, hunched up position.
1: Oh, that's sad. So that
0: her her sisters realized she wasn't with them and went back to get her. The girls reported a horrific stench coming from the creature that was described as like sulfur mixed with skunk spray. Ooh. They said it was like really strong. Like stronger than a skunk, which you know, like if a skunk gets hit on the road, you can smell that like a yeah. mile driving up and a mile driving away from
1: right. it. Right. Yeah
0: yeah so the trio then reported this information to authorities uh, to which like a patrol was initiated after this information. but a few days before this encounter, a man named Carlos de Souza was driving into Virginia, Virginia, whatever it is late at night and noticed a subway sandwich shaped aircraft that looked damaged and was smoking. I put he didn't say subway sandwich, but Right. said it was like a submarine. and eh.
1: Gotcha. The, he, okay.
0: The uh, craft followed along the road about 300 meters above the freeway before taking a 360-degree turn. He also said that it was losing altitude the whole time. He watched it crashed and followed it, thinking that, that it was just like a plane he didn't know about and someone might need help.
1: Okay.
0: So when he got there, the gr- he said that the ground around the ship was burnt with what appeared to be acid of some sort. Like so not like smoldering, but it was just like like weird. Burnt up and yeah, I don't know, it's it's kinda hard to picture, but he said it was yeah. like some sort of acid y thing that had burnt away like forty foot area around the craft. He said it smelled of rotten eggs and ammonia. He had to cover up his nose that smelled so bad, like with his t-shirt. He approached the site and picked up a small piece of metal from the ship. Similar to the Roswell crash, the metal was very light and malleable, but it returned to its original shape when you let go of it. Right after this, multiple military vehicles approached the witness and ordered him to put down the medal and leave at gunpoint. Okay. Yeah. So the night of the sighting, two military members... So the night of the, um, the sighting of the sisters, sorry. So the night of that sighting, two members of the military were patrolling the area when they spot a small brown creature run out from their car, like run out in front of their car. And it looked mm-hmm. like what the sisters, the sisters had described. So, quickly thinking, one of the officers, Marcos Sharizi, hopped out and tackled the creature. Officer threw the creature in the back of the car and headed towards the nearest hospital. The creature's oily skin, alien secretion, wore oh. off on his uniform and was unable to get rid of its stench. However, this wasn't the first creature that was captured that day. Earlier in the morning, firefighters were able to capture and bring in a live creature for examination. The first, the, the first, the first hospital they went to rejected them due to the nature of the case. The, they tried to bring it into the doctor. He's like, get the fuck out of here. What does that smell like? I want that. I have a yeah. hospital to run. So they went to another nearby regional hospital military police had shut down the area around the hospital and an autopsy was performed on the creature. While this is happening, a nearby Brazilian Air Force base in uh, Campinas spots a United Air Force plane coming in, which was not permitted to land at the base. I don't know. I don't understand the Mm. military part of that, but apparently they weren't authorized to land there. Okay. And as the traffic controllers were telling them to leave, the head of the base, the head honcho, entered the room and told them to land. So oh. he just ignored all the orders and was like, nope, hey, they need He knew to land. something. Yeah.
1: Hmm. U.S.
0: military and Brazilian military made their way to the hospital to collect the creatures. One was alive and one was deceased. And all the documents that were related to the autopsy were taken as well. So the doctor who performed the x-rays didn't even get to look at them. The military took them as soon as they were developed. Yeah. Okay. So one officer reported that the creature smelled like skunk and sulfur, had oily skin, and was around three to four feet tall. military brought it back to the base and loaded the specimen into the Air Force plane, and nothing has been heard ever since. Oh. (gasps) <gasps> However, this encounter continued to complicate many lives. So, I remember the officer that tackled the creature? Uh-huh. Well, he got a couple scrapes from that and uh, the, the oil from the skin got into those scrapes and he got a very serious infection that would end up taking his life a few weeks after the encounter.
1: Oh, my gosh. Crap.
0: He was tested multiple times and the only thing present was an unrecognizable substance which likely caused the infection.
1: That's creepy.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> As for the hospital where the autopsy took place, that's, that wing of the hospital had to be shut down for weeks. They Because of the uh, smell? They sanitized it multiple times. They <gasps> couldn't get the smell out of the hospital and they st- like Witnesses said that even after, like, going in and cleaning, if they weren't there, they they could still smell it in their nose. It just stayed in their, like, nasal passage, and they could smell it for three to four days after even not even being in the hospital. Oh, that's nasty. Yeah. And so uh, no matter what they tried, they couldn't get that smell out of the wing, and they had to close it down. So a little while after... The sighting by the sisters, supposedly a group of men in black suits, approached the mother of three and offered her $100,000 to move and never speak about this story. Oh. They threatened to call the police, which made the men leave. But they, they kept insisting, like, you should just take this money and get out of here. Like, it, it's what's best for you. Ooh. Carlos Sousa the guy who was approached by the military at gunpoint, Later that night, he said about two to three hours after this, he was just – he went to a cafe to try and settle his nerves after the whole thing because he was really freaked out by it. He said two men in black suits approached him and threatened him and told him that he needs to get out of town and he just, like, disappeared for 25 years. Not, like, actually disappeared. He just, like, left the area and wasn't really heard from. Wow. But he wasn't dead or anything. Right. Yeah. So –
1: that's I don't know. crazy. Maybe we
0: should do a story about the men in black because that's very common yeah. in a lot of these alien cases is a bunch of men in black suits show up.
1: Right. That is wild.
0: Yeah. It's a super weird case that has so many witnesses that it's hard to kind of like say that it's fake. Or
1: right. You can't- yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And-
0: so, like, if you go to Virginia, there's UFOs. They have, like, this little tower that – it's like a UFO tower. It's like the Space Needle where it's got a giant pole coming up and then a UFO uh-huh. on top of it. And oh. they have, like, little murals of aliens and stuff. It's pretty cool looking, honestly.
1: Oh, that's funny. Apparently, it's
0: like the Roswell of Brazil.
1: <laughs> like, Interesting. if you go to Roswell, yeah.
0: alien stores and – yeah. All that stuff.
1: Well, I mean, lean into it if that's what you got to do. You know, might yeah, as well. True. You know, accept the notoriety and
0: go for it. Get some get some uh, travelers coming looking for UFO stuff.
1: For sure.
0: Tell us about your Bonnie and Clyde style story.
1: Yes. So, although I mean you could draw the parallel to Bonnie and Clyde, but these people are just assholes. So, <laughs> David Joey Peterson, and I'm gonna I'm gonna reference him. I'm gonna call him Joey for the rest of the story, but. Uh, He was born June 18th of 1980 to David Peterson, who went by Red and Linda Peterson in Oregon. Joey was the second child to Red and Linda. He had an older sister named Holly. His sister's name is Holly, but she is not the Holly of the infamous shit that goes down. So don't get confused by there being two Hollies. Because that's pretty much the last I'm going to mention her. Red and Linda's marriage was difficult, and they eventually divorced. Due to the turmoil in the family, Joey and Holly lived with different family members often. And when Red and Linda got divorced in 1993, both kids were made wards of the state and forced to live with their aunt. This happened because neither parent wanted custody of their children. So, not great parents. (laughs) But whatever. Yeah. Joey enjoyed living with his aunt, but it was a very busy house as there were 10 total kids living in the home. A few years after moving in with his aunt, Joey dropped out of school and started getting in legal trouble. When Joey was 16, he was arrested for third-degree robbery, and he received informal probation, and later the charges were dropped. But this was just the start
0: of his what is third it, degree robbery?
1: Um, I'm not sure. It it okay. might have some th- I know with theft. The degrees in oh, Oregon amount, yeah. Yeah, so it could be okay. the amount. Yeah. Um he continued on with more crimes after that. Over a 3-month period at the end of 1996 and the beginning of 97, he committed four armed robberies. He was caught for these crimes, and he pleaded guilty to two counts of second-degree robbery. He was sentenced to a juvenile facility where he stayed for about three months before being transferred to an adult prison at the age of 17. I think that's fairly unusual.
0: I think you're right. I think that he got to do some bad shit to get there.
1: <laughs> and it sounds like he did. Um, okay. He, yeah, he he didn't play well with others in prison. Uh, It was kind of a rough time for him, and he had a pretty rough prison life. He was regularly involved in altercations with other prisoners and often spent time in solitary confinement. When Joey wasn't in solitary, he was making friends with other prisoners who shared similar values. Unfortunately, those values were regarding race. He, in fact, and a couple of his other fellow inmates created a white supremacy prison gang. Hmm. Yeah. Joey spent a total of 15 years in prison for numerous charges, including assaulting a police officer, threatening a federal judge, assault, extortion, and destruction of property.
0: Yeah, You're a cool guy,. At times. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. He was paroled in May of 2011. Not long after that, Joey is introduced to a mutual friend, um, Holly Grigsby. Holly Grigsby was born January 13th, 1987. She was the youngest of three children and also had a difficult childhood. At the age of 13, she started getting interested in white supremacy ideals. So she started young. She soon started... She soon started using drugs and committing crimes like robbery and identity theft. She was sent to prison in 2006, paroled two years later, but quickly returned to her crimes and was returned to prison. During her parole period, she got married and became pregnant. But since she returned to her life of crime, she ended up giving birth to her son while she was in prison. That's where everyone wants to have their baby
0: what even happens? Do they let it grow up there? Do they take it, or no.
1: so I think honestly, it depends on what country in the u s they I think they leave the child for a short period of time to bond with the mother, but then they put it with in this case with its biological father so That's crazy. Once she was released, she lived with her husband and her son and seemed to be living a normal life, except for the fact that she was massively into the white supremacy and anti-Semitic beliefs. Yeah. Within a few months of meeting Joey, Holly had chosen a new life. She decided to leave her husband and son in favor of being with Joey because he sounds like such a catch. By September of 2011, the couple had decided to make a stand for their beliefs and also get revenge at the same time. They started by visiting Joey's dad, Red, and stepmother Leslie, who was known as Dee Dee, and they lived in Everett, Washington. While Red was driving the couple to catch a bus, Joey was sitting in the back seat and he shot his father in the head while Holly took the wheel. Yeah, I, I don't, that just seems risk. Why would you shoot the person driving uh, the car? But,
0: while he's driving, that's crazy. Yeah, at least wait for driving. a red light or something. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Holly Jesus. took the wheel and managed to steer the vehicle. Red didn't die immediately, but suffered for at least 30 minutes, according to reports. Yeah.
0: His own dad. Goddamn.
1: Yep. When Red <clears throat> when Red finally died, the couple moved his body to the back of the vehicle. They then returned to Red and Dee Dee's home where Holly bound Dee Dee and slashed her throat with two separate knives. Apparently, they weren't very sharp, so she had to, I don't know...
0: Oh, it's I was thinking awful. Mortal Kombat style, like.
1: <laughs> I, I don't think so. I had heard something on one of the sources or Reddit that the knives were kind of dull. And so she was kind of, yeah, it wasn't oh. nice. Oh. Yep. After killing Dee oh, Dee, the couple stole numerous weapons and credit cards, then proceeded to drive to Oregon to meet up with one of. Joey's former prison friends.
0: Yeah. I'm convinced prison is just training camp for criminals. (laughs) Just go there and hang out with a bunch of smarter criminals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not good. And they keep going. Mm -hmm. So once in Oregon, they ditch No. No. I mean, not in this case. They ditched Red's vehicle off an embankment with his body still inside. Joey's friend takes the couple to a campground near Newport, Oregon, where they stay for a few days. The couple decide to hitchhike out of the area, which is how they met their unfortunate next victim, 19-year-old Cody Myers. They got Cody to drive them back to their campground, where Joey shot Cody numerous times. They took Cody's car and transported his body to a secluded wooded area and left his body hastily covered with clothes and trash. These people are monsters. The couple then then chose to drive south to California. They stopped in Eureka, California, where they encountered their fourth victim, 53-year-old Reginald Clark. He was a black man. They asked Reginald for a ride, and he agreed. But shortly after starting the drive, Joey asked to pull over so he could go to the bathroom. When Joey returned to the car, he forced Reginald at gunpoint to get into the passenger seat. Holly drove the vehicle a few more miles up the road, and then Joey shot Reginald in the head, killing him. Yeah. Uh,
0: Was this guy driving too?
1: No, because Joey forced him into the passenger seat. Yeah. So he wasn't driving. The couple chose to leave Reginald in his truck in an alleyway and return to Cody's vehicle because they had taken that. The day after Reginald's death, California Highway Patrol recognized Cody's stolen vehicle and performed a traffic stop. Officers found numerous weapons inside of Cody's vehicle, including the weapons used to kill each of their victims. The couple's murder and crime spree took place over just 10 days.
0: Yeah. Holy shit. So is uh, spree killing? Yeah. Is that what it technically... Because I know there's different types of serial killers. I think in this case...
1: Right. I think this was considered spree killing because of the short period of time. Okay. Upon their arrest, they claimed they were headed to Sacramento, California to, quote, kill more Jews, end quote. And they had reasons for why all the murders had happened. Joey claimed he'd killed his father because he had been told that Red had sexually assaulted relatives years before. The reason for killing Dee, Dee his wife, was because she had supposedly known about the assaults and did nothing to stop it. Yeah. Cody was killed, according to the couple, because they believed he was Jewish based on his last name and
0: cody was of the black guy
1: no cody was the 19 year old
0: that they took his car okay
1: yeah yeah okay his last name was myers he was not jewish they just thought that the last name myers sounded jewish and so he had to be jewish so their whole quote to kill more jews they didn't actually kill any jews they did kill a black man and that was why they killed Reginald but the 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 dad and the stepmom was all revenge killing in their mind so
0: god these guys are fucking yeah. stupid <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah the couple were extradited to washington state to face charges for the first two murders and Joey pleaded guilty while Holly initially pleaded not guilty Due to the acts crossing state lines, though, it became a federal case. So, both Joey and Holly eventually pleaded guilty in federal court and were sentenced to life without the possibility of parole. During Holly's sentencing, she remarked her regret in her actions having damaged the white supremacist movement. Yeah, she didn't say, I'm sorry that I'm sorry that people died. She was like, oh, I'm really sorry that all of the skinheads are going to like be misunderstood now or some bullshit. Yeah, she's a real gem. And when Joey was sentenced, he commented that he wished he had gotten farther into his white supremacist agenda.
0: Jesus. Yep. That's monsters. Growth story.
1: Yep, monsters. Just absolute fucking monsters.
0: Well, do you have a chaser to make that (laughs) better?
1: Yes. Yes, I do have a chaser. I saw an article um about an orthopedic surgeon in Chicago. The doctor's name is uh, Dr. Felicity Fishman. She draws artwork on the casts of her pediatric patients, so if a kid has to come in for a broken arm or leg or whatever um she will after she's done with the surgery and she wraps it in in the cast she will draw a cool picture on it for him and so i saw several of the pictures like she did spongebob she did elsa from frozen she did a really cool lightning mcqueen one that had like the whole car um the kids get to choose the artwork before their surgery and then they get to show it off for weeks afterwards and if they want to keep it Then when they take the cast off at the end, they try and preserve the drawing so that they can keep the artwork. And the drawings are phenomenal. They're so good. She's a master.
0: Got a stinky cast sitting on your shelf that has a drawing of Lightning McQueen on
1: (laughs) (laughs) it. There's that. She probably does
0: get the stink off of it.
1: Well, yeah, I was gonna say maybe the maybe if you spray it, spray it down with Lysol when you take it off, that'll like combat the, the sweat smell. I don't know. I, I've never had a cast that I can remember. My only cast was when I was three years old, and I broke my leg and I don't remember anything about it. So (laughs) what chaser do you have for us?
0: So I recently discovered a new animal that I didn't know existed called the raccoon dog.
1: (gasps) Raccoon dog.
0: Yeah, it looks exactly like a raccoon, just like 10 times bigger. It's related to the... It's close, close, like... Holy shit, that was weird. It's closely related to the... Fox family rather than the dog family, oh. but it has the exact same markings as a raccoon. They have like the little burglar eyes that shoot off to the side of the head. My they have God. the grit, like ring tailed and like
1: uh-huh. uh huh
0: the same pattern as raccoons. Um, wow,
1: they're just That's awesome.
0: so cute. I want one. Really, I have to go look them up. They're adorable. Uh, Where do they live? They're native to East Asia. And they're also called the Chinese or the Asian raccoon dog. And, uh,
1: oh my God.
0: They, they're they um, really unusual for like their the, the genus, I guess. I don't remember which one. It has been a while since I take biology, but the canids, part of the canid family. And, They're native to some parts of Europe and mostly in uh, Asia, though. But it's the cutest animal I've ever seen. It's so cute. It's like it looks just like a raccoon, but huge. It's
1: so fluffy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's adorable.
0: Also, they have like they've been connected to being a what is it called Um, uh, an intermediate host for COVID-19 <laughs> which is weird um, whoops. <laughs> but they're cute I'm not scared of COVID they are cute I want to I want a yeah. raccoon dog even if it gets me sick
1: do people keep them as pets or are they like wild animals only
0: I'm sure there's a couple but um They're, they're not, they're mostly just wild animals. Like, like his foxes, like there's a couple people that have them as pets, but it's very limited because they're, they look just like a fox, but with a wreck, like they're wearing a raccoon costume. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. They hibernate and they, there's a couple different like subspecies that are around the world. There's one in Russia. Most of them are in um, Asia, though, like Korea, eastern China, Eastern China, and uh, southeastern China. Okay. Some in Vietnam, but they're really cute. That's awesome. I suggest everyone go look up pictures of them because. Yes. A new favorite animal.
1: No kidding. I dig it. Well, thank you for telling us your story.
0: If you don't believe in UFOs after that story, then I don't know what to tell you. Right. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, a guy died. What is that? What more do you need to know? From an unknown substance. In 1996, they could probably detect most things that cause infections.
1: This drink is probably what that secretion was made out of because it's just as nasty
0: yeah you might get I'm a serious infection that after drink drinking this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah make sure to don't get it in any open wounds and you will you'll probably be all right if you drink it it won't <laughs> affect you
1: <laughs> oh yeah
0: all right well i love you you too bye
1: bye Hey, friends. Thank you for supporting our podcast. Please share our show with your brutal and bizarre friends. Give us a boozy follow on your favorite podcast platform. If you're feeling extra generous, we'd appreciate a five-star rating or review as well. But maybe do that sober so all the letters are in the right place.
0: You can find all our contact information in the show notes. We love hearing from you, and if you're interested in helping us stock the bar for our future boozy episodes, you can find our Patreon link in the show notes as well.